Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. And Andy. Yeah, 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 yes, Alistair. Yes. Hello. Do you, know, you know how sometimes we have sponsorship on this program. Well... Today we are sponsored. We're we're a show, and by the way, they are clamoring to sponsor our show. So cl- when we don't have sponsorship, it's because of our artistic integrity. That's right, and not because nobody's approached us. That's right. <laughs> and today we're being sponsored by Magma. It's uh, mm. these hot young sketch guys who are yeah. performing a yeah. uh, an engineering presentation. It's us, mm-hmm. and it's available yes. at sospresents.com. Uh, you, know what, you know what Gandhi said? He said, be the podcast sponsor you want to see in the world. Exactly. And that's what we decided to do. Uh, you know, and and so and he, we sponsored ourselves. And he also said, <laughs> a podcast sponsor for a podcast sponsor, and the whole world's <laughs> ears are filled with podcast sponsorships. <laughs> You know what? And he was right. He were, he was right. He, he he wasn't wrong. The Mahatma. No, that's right. And that takes and us right into the song. Hello and uh, welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I have been thus far Andy Matthews yeah. and I intend to continue to be so. And I, for the intervening minute, will be Alistair George William Humbley Virtual. <laughs> Long may this state of affairs reign. Yes, that's right. The Tunis, the Tunis of you and I and the respective beings lining up with our souls and our entities and I you know I don't see any reason to change what has up until this point been a very very functional system That's right. Alistair before the we started recording you made a co- comment that I thought was humorous and worth bringing up on pod yeah. and preserving forever in indelible digital uh, and that was we were referring to getting the pleasantries out of the way and getting on with the unpleasantries. <laughs> and I, that's what I like because what it implies is that, you know, saying hello and how are you is the only pleasant thing that there is. <laughs> and all other parts of the human experience are suffering. Well, it's and shorter. <laughs> it's shorter and you know what to say, you know, and then the rest. You're right. There's a script. We've been given a script for that. And then the rest, you're on your own. You're doing improv, right. which is one of the most awful things that a person can be subjected to. <laughs> but it, and, but it's fun to do I, sometimes. Mm, you know what I'm looking forward to with COVID? I'm looking forward to death being so commonplace, so so frequent that it becomes a a feature of our daily lives as 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 as, as much as saying hello or goodbye. 
and mm-hmm. and 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 there and it'll become incorporated. It'll be just become part of small talk, and then there won't be that awkwardness around death. That that oh, what do I say when somebody dies? You will know what you say when somebody's loved one dies. You say. Whoops, a daisy down he goes. And that's just. <laughs> and it's just. And it's dealt with, it's done. It's done. You know? Yes. None of this macabre, grim, oh, morning, whoa, whoa, etc. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a it's just another thing that just rolls off the tongue. I was at a funeral relatively recently. <laughs> and like your your all the things that the ways you've been trained to to talk to people yeah. just to communicate you know things like it's great to see you and that sort of thing you have to like i found myself saying those things you know just because that's oh it was lovely to see you that sort of thing because that's what you say to people when you see them but when you see them at a funeral you can't say that you've been betrayed by the system that created you, the system of small talkery. You're right. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Because, yeah. because normally you walk up to me, you say, hey, big dick dog, you son of a bitch. <laughs> right? Glad to see you and all your relatives alive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know? <laughs> I mean. and, it's not for and all. so and then and then in the context of a funeral especially a funeral where you've just had your dick chewed off by a dog oh yeah it you know so so is that, is that a, a, you're it's having a funeral, a funeral for, for your, your dick. dick oh my god <laughs> <laughs> look i'm writing that down as a sketch idea so a guy had his dick chewed off by a dog and then it's all the friends getting together at the funeral for his dick mm. Mm. Okay. But then I think we do need a moment where um, somehow <laughs> somebody in, puts in their mouth. Who knows? Puts their mouth in it. Their foot. <laughs> I mean, I put really put my foot in it. I mean, I put my mouth around it. Oh no! <laughs> I put your foot in my mouth. I mean, I put your penis I, in my mouth. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I, what I want to see is the penis sort of in a zombie type situation. You know, thrusting up through the earth. Like a fist of a of an undead, um, you know, individual. So the penis has well, sort of somehow become erect. I like I like burst out. I like the idea that it's like as in uh, this might have been what you were saying, but you're ninety minutes into the funeral, right? Mm. And it bursts out of the coffin. Yeah, I don't I don't know <laughs> if it's an open coffin. I don't know if you have an open coffin for a penis funeral. <laughs> Well, it's what it's another one of those ones where the conventions haven't been established. Yeah, but it comes out and it and it was it realized it was all a trick by by the <laughs> penis to see what people would say. <laughs> so it it faked its own death. I guess so. It's, the dog was in on tricky. it. Tricky. Mm. <laughs> oh, so it has actually been ripped off. Well, we're that, not that sure. We're not sure. Fake. And we these details yep. maybe are a bit too complicated to <laughs> no, figure out. I mean, right this now. this could happen. This could happen that somebody never actually had their dick ripped off. They faked their dick being ripped off. 
to find out so they could honestly hear what people really did <laughs> at the funeral. Because you never know, do you, in life? No. Everyone's very polite when they see it, you know. I know whenever I've seen yours, I've said something very polite, like, good, good, oh, good, good stuff. Oh, goodness me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh what a delight. How remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> um, but actually the, the dick is just up in the... Up in the attic, looking down and listening. <laughs> no, I think they still have their dick on. Okay, they still have their, they dick, still on. Have their dick on. Okay, right. <laughs> Which is what that's part of the comedy of this that somebody would just lie to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but I think if he tries to pass it off as the actions of the dick, mm, I mean, you're right. You know, if, if he's wild enough to put on a funeral for his own penis mm. and he's wild mm. enough to try to blame it on the I penis. Think, it has a mind of its I own. I think this, this could be a, a stand-up bit, mm. Alastair, that you yeah. based around the fact that you never really know what anybody honestly thinks yeah. of your genitalia. And that's why I've been thinking of faking its death. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and and then then showing up at its and funeral. And then at the funeral. <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> exposing it. <laughs> Exposing it, oh. dropping my pants at at the funeral for my penis. <laughs> or maybe I just—I mean, maybe maybe I guess a person who lost the penis is supposed to not be there because I mean, it'd be <laughs> look. I think I mean I do like the idea of that that moment after the funeral where everybody walks by and shakes your hand <laughs> and says something yeah. <laughs> kind. <laughs> We're all going to miss it. I think I, I realize that it doesn't make sense that they're there because pe- you wouldn't think people would st- people still wouldn't talk honestly because they're there. Is that what you're concerned about? Well, you know, no, no. I'm just, yeah. Well, yeah. I imagine if that that if he was there, that he would fear that people wouldn't be speaking honestly. But I guess you know mm. he's not a hundred percent sane of mind. <laughs> Hasn't totally thought through everything yeah. through in, you know, the necessary level of detail. Um. Anyway, that's 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 very good. Could very well be the best thing we've ever come up well, with. Well, we did get to talk about like, penises I, for a whole one, would like to apo- I would like to apologize for all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's season two, baby. Season two, baby, where, we, where not only we come up with stuff that may be of lesser quality, we say that it's way better than everything else we've come up with. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We gaslight you about all the old stuff. Yeah. We talk that down. <laughs> We spend a lot of energy on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy, do you think that, I, uh, have we discussed this, but that, that Two mm. Nothing Tank should be a franchise that continues after we retire? Uh, I don't know that we have, Alastair, but I'm, I'm, I'm really open to it and I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be part of the, uh, the, the reality TV show where we, we audition people to, to take our place. Oh, I see, no, that's, a, no, that's an idea, Andy. What if I mean you could do that? Let's say if we were just taking a taking a month off. Mm. <laughs> we wanted to take yep. a month off, so it's just <laughs> we're not going to do four episodes, right? And instead of and instead of just pre-recording four episodes, right? Yes, um, which would be time-consuming, you know. Before that month comes, we we mm. run a uh, you know a full reality t- TV show. Um, that we film yep. and stuff to to get two new hosts with the right chemistry, two new hosts mm. with the right look, 
<laughs> and tune your yeah, house I mean, with the right ethnicity. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be the hardest thing of all. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's not a sketch idea, but that's silly. And um, I definitely think we should do it at some point. And we need to expand this this, this puppy. Yes. Oh, absolutely, Alistair. This is, um, uh, I mean, I, I, I like the idea of challenges of some sort. Uh, I don't know whether or not they have to make an outfit. I think probably they do. Because <laughs> <laughs> what a lot of the listeners don't realise is that before each episode, Alistair and I craft an outfit mm-hmm. from scratch. That's right. Um, yeah. And that's, that's why sometimes the episodes themselves go up a bit late or um, seem unprepared. We put a lot of the time into the into the dressage component. That's right, yeah. Of, um, um, speaking of dressage, <clears throat> do you think any other animals yeah. any other animals should be doing sort What's of the, dancing for our own entertainment? You know what, as soon as I said the word dressage, I was like, I, mean, I was picturing a tortoise a, a tor- um, being dressed A tortoise? And, and, and ridden but there's that kind by of- a, a little... Jockey. Yeah, there's that kind of dance thing they do, that sort of cross-legged dance. Mm. Yeah. I don't know that a tortoise could pull that off, but it might be able to do a little backspin on its shell or something. I'm pretty but sure I've seen that Andy, in um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't think a horse could do that. And yet they do. <laughs> <laughs> it seems impossible that you should be able to tell a horse how to where to put its feet. You're right. You're absolutely right. I don't know how you begin to teach a horse some shit like yeah. that. Like, what do you do? You wait for it to do it by accident or you just <laughs> electrocute it until in desperation it does that. <laughs> then you're like, yes. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. So wait, is the <laughs> idea that you wait for them to, to move their feet like that by accident and then really praise them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good horse. Ah, oh, great horse. Ah, oh, here's a roast beef. Ah. Oh. <laughs> oh great roast be- roast beef yeah. roast beef roast beef <laughs> ah. good horse we are, <laughs> we electrocute them until they do something we want and then we give them roast beef and it's <laughs> that's how you teach a horse it's the only way it's to teach a horse it's the um electrical outlet and the beef approach not the carrot and the stick which others may have which works for donkeys but when it's a horse, it's a totally different thing. It's, it's a roast beef on a rock. I think the um, the as much as the breeding of the uh, the large, powerful horses, uh, a key component of horse racing and so on is the breeding of the small, lightweight jockeys. And I think sure that you know it you. But I'm wondering, you know, if, if the breeding of the small jockeys, if we should s- focus more on that and try and get smaller and smaller jockeys mm. so that they could be could be riding on a, almost any animal at all. Well, that's true, yeah. You know? uh, yeah. A hamster. But it would, it, um, I mean, it would also allow for the horse to be able to keep their feet off the ground for longer. Well, I mean, really what you want is you want to breed a jockey who um, is, negative weight, is enormous and yeah, exactly <laughs> and filled with helium. <laughs> <laughs> We've been thinking about this all That's wrong. Right. 
Alice. You know that you we've been thinking of small dense jockeys. Well, you know, but what we want is enormous jockeys of very low density. Right. Well, you know, remember that that terrible technique that old jazz musicians used to have that would lead to their cheeks inflating a shitload. And was that is that bad technique? I think, yeah, yeah, I think you these days the idea is that you wouldn't have your neck inflate <laughs> um, oh. and all that kind of okay. stuff. Yeah, apparently. Um, so, yep. but we teach these jockeys that technique. Mm. So, that, and then, <laughs> and then we fill their cheeks up with helium. Mm. And not just their cheeks. Not just their cheeks. I think there, there should be a place in between all the layers of skin over, all over the body mm. where you could just, you know, just hide a little helium. Well, um, this happened to my friend, Sam at uh, high school. He was a bagpipe player. And he uh, one day got hit in the face with a tennis racket. And then he went and did <laughs> some bagpipe playing. <laughs> and he inflated his face. He ge- quite genuinely, some, some, there was some rupture somewhere in some skin membrane inside his cheek. Yeah. And that allowed air, when he, like the amount of pressure they put on when they're blowing into those bags. Yeah. And he... Uh, his his whole side of his face and bits of his neck got filled with air <sighs> and inflated, and he had to he had to go to the hospital. Um, <sighs> but this is this is perfect, Alistair. Well, you know, they, I'm sure there are there are membranes and such like uh, like that all over the body, and mm. you know we could absolutely get a a, a a a a jockey. You know, especially if you get somebody who's had a lot of radical weight loss and they've got all that loose skin, yes. and then you. You you inflate them like a like a Macy's parade balloon. Yeah. Have them, and it's then they cling on to the hold on to the reins. <laughs> up to the the reins, <laughs> dragging the, the horse is just up. running along on its hind legs. Well, that's how you get the horse to do all sorts of crazy stuff because suddenly you just. Well, I'm thinking of it as a race. Oh. Uh, to me, it's a race. Oh, well, that's see, why we want such a lightweight. For me, I see. Speed. I see the guy just spinning the horse around, spinning <laughs> around. I think uh, uh, the the inflatable jockey, uh, either dressage or definitely more likely horse racing. Um, you know, I would. I is, is, there's every chance I'd be interested in horse racing I, if this was what it was. I understand, Andy, but I don't think that not having grip on the ground is good for getting speed as a horse. Uh, I. <laughs> you were thinking of a Pegasus. <laughs> you well, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I, I still think there's there's value to this sure. for horse racing. You want your jockey to be lightweight. You know, yeah. you want your horse to have to be light, and 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 there's got to be a sweet spot. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And look, thank you. Everything on our body is the result of evolution, right? Mm. Including Correct. if you pierce your cheek and play the bagpipes, that that your body turns out that your body it makes your body inflatable. The evolution didn't put that there by accident. No, that's right. That. And it's just it's, it's up to put us there for a reason. It's up to us to find why we survive better with mm-hmm. that. And it's I think because of this because uh, mm-hmm. of this inflating thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's scary to think that one day we will run out of helium on Earth. Did you know that? Yeah, 
Yeah, it's really scary. I'm scared. <laughs> um, and, I mean, you know, th- we, w- what will we miss? You know, we don't realise that we're living at p- probably peak helium right now. And the, the balloon, have we talked about this in the podcast before? The balloon animals, etc. of today. Will they limp? Uh, will, will, they will lie limp. And the children of tomorrow will look back on this time at, aghast at the ways the, in which we fritted away the helium. I think, I think a lot of clowns have adapted to this by none of them inflating their balloon animals with helium. Yeah, yeah. that's true. They probably never did. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> so I guess, I guess uh, scooby-dee-doo-dah, I guess that's okay, m- my daisies or whatever, <laughs> to that. That's, is that what you said, the, the, oh, the condolences? Down he goes. Daisy <laughs> Daisy, down he goes. Um, all right. Uh, I mean, if if, if you were to um, – I'm just thinking, you know, uh, forms of art and I'm thinking of all the, the schools of painting. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just wondering quickly if we can come up with one right now because, you know, obviously well, you've got your – it's funny that you're, you're, uh, you're asking that. Cubism, your pointillism, your impressionism. Mm. Mm. Well, it's funny that you were asking that because I was just thinking about whether or not there was other ways of, you know, turning stuff that is not an animal into something that looks like an animal. Um, for kids' parties mm. or whatever, you know, once balloons are done, you know, I guess they're yeah. already bad. Um, today, I kind of, I did just scrunch some paper for my son. Yeah. Like, and because he was like, I gave, I had made him a, a paper airplane and he said, make it into another paper airplane. And I unfolded it and then it folded into a different kind of airplane. He said, make it into another. I said, I don't know how to do it. I only know two airplanes. <laughs> right. And then he goes, well, can you make it into something else? Like a, like an animal. And so I just started crumpling it in front of him. And this was, yeah. a, this was a joyful thing. It wasn't, it wasn't anger. I mean, you know, at least yeah. not on the outside. It wasn't a threat. No. You see what I can do to this paper? But you can just crumple it and then, and then kind of shape the crumple into something that looks like, you know, I guess an impression of a, of a, of a bear or something like that. Mm. Well, I mean, I think what you're describing is bad origami. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's, right. yeah, it, look, it is bad. It's definitely bad origami, especially if you were going to call it origami. Mm. Um, oh, okay. I've done you a disservice there by, by putting it in the school of origami. It's not bad origami. It's good its own thing. Yeah, but I mean, there's got to be... Its own different thing. I mean, you know, there's got to be other things that you can turn into animals. Essentially, a balloon's just a, a bit of garbage garbage rubber. Mm. It's a it's a it's a medium as as much as anything else. Um, let's see, string, uh, liquid, water, ice. Maybe you could uh, ice sculpture. That's already a maybe thing. Maybe you could tie the kids' clothes into something like into a into like the shape of a giraffe or something. But I guess then that mm. involves an entertainer coming and taking <laughs> the kids' clothes off, and that feels like it's not a good idea. Um, hair? Maybe you can do it with hair. Is it? I mean, I'm just picturing now doing a balloon animal mm. artistry, but with sausages, you yeah. know, because they're basically the same thing. Yeah. And uh, I think you can get this guy and he's brilliant and he comes to your house yeah. and instead of filling up the uh, balloons by blowing into them, 
He um, has a meat grinder there and he fills up a, a section of an intestine. Oh, that's nice. And he, uh, he, twists, he it then and <laughs> twists it and turns it and he can turn it into anything, into a giraffe, into a gun. And, he's got a, and then the kids can run over to well, the then he's got a deep barbecue fryer. and give it to dad. <laughs> deep fryer, sure. Oh, this actually sounds kind of like fun. Like this would be a thing at a fair. Yeah. If this could be done, it would already have been done, surely. No, Andy. Andy surely this hasn't been overlooked. You're silly in thinking that because you're right. It is. You're just replacing the air with with ground-up meat and meat substitutes. Mm. Mm, meat substitutes, sure. Oh, I mean, sausage uh, animals. Andy, it's so... Sausage animals. It's, it's Imagine so animals, right? But they're made out of meat. That's the... <laughs> I mean, That's the beauty of it, and, and then you can also yes wear it on your head or whatever. That's it is right. That you oh, know. well, like those the great ones would be those big swords that kids love. You know, you're gonna make them a sword with a big, uh, you know, the big a, a pork sword. Well, that's what it can be. It could could be a pork sword. But it can also be a chicken sword, and it could be a beef sword. And they make veggie sausages these days. Mm. It can be a veggie sword. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Veggie sort, sure. Um, um, uh, you know, it, this is this is a a clown, but he's sort of a little bit butcher like as well. You well, know, clowns often wear those white over, big you know, those blood stained <laughs> overalls. Well, you know, you already know, uh, you already know about the the clown doctors. A clown butcher is not that far away. Not that far away. That, yeah, I mean, they're they're. <laughs> it's two ends of the of the life of the lifeline. You know. Mm. The doc, the doctor now, is just the butcher before you're dead. I'm, it's a positive uh, butcher. It's a it's a butcher. You're right. It's a butcher with a you know with a with, you know it's just like just a, you know he's got a little something. He's the butcher of light. He's the butcher. He of, kills um, kills death. He's, he's God's butcher. Um, I think uh, that's interesting. I don't know if you want to. No, no. I think I was just going to say depth. that. Look. A butcher and a doctor, the same thing, right? It's just that they help you move further away from the death part, right? So, you you, you know, the, the, the yep. life-death line, right? So mm. the doctor mm. moves you out further towards life <laughs> and the butcher moves you further away uh, towards even further death by, <laughs> by sort of partaking in sort of decapitation, making yeah. sure that it cannot be reversed. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's... Um... It's progress of a kind. What is, what is it? It's sealing the deal, isn't it? It's like Absolutely. it's locking it in. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes you need that uh, to to help. You know, so you need you need something to take it take it out of your hands. If, if you know, if it was up to me yeah. a, as a corpse, I'd probably want to sort of just try and become alive again. You know, exactly. I, I don't know how much power corpses have of those sort of things, but I'd probably always be thinking about it if indeed I could think. 
be like, oh, I should try and become alive again. No, bring the butcher in, grind me up, mm-hmm. turn me into patties turn or something. Turn me into a sort of a sausage animal. A sausage animal, I don't even, I mean. I mean, the thing is. is okay, that let's the, combine a few things. Yeah, they can. This is a funeral where they grind up the, the deceased and turn them into sausage animals <laughs> and give them. But they could just turn them, the make them in the shape of them. Take the body, make a mold, right? Make a mold, line that mold with, oh, with, God. with sort of fake intestine skin thing, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> then grind the person up. You got to add the stuff that you add in there. Add your rosemary, add some red wine, right? Sure. Add a few things, add some meat enhancer, whatever they put in there, Right. A little bit of fat, so just you know, it cooks nice, right? Now, and then, then you reverse vacuum seal that. I mean, like you 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 pl- you plump that in; it'll mm-hmm. fill up the whole area, right? Deep fry sure. it or whatever, however they're going to do that. Like you know, you have one of those morgue doors, but it's just an oven. You know, it's like one when <laughs> you slide the body in and out of, but it's an oven, and you cook the thing in there. I. Alistair, look, I, I, I love it. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just I, I I have a slight twist on it. And I realize it compromises. It doesn't matter. It doesn't on, matter. On the cannibalism element. It, I'm going to compromise on the cannibalism okay. element. What it is is you go along to a funeral, and as the body is fed into the cremation, whatever, there's a 3D scanner there which scans the body, right? Its shape, yeah. everything, right? And then it makes yes, prints out tiny little molds which are like, you know. Perfect replica, but just like, you know, a 1 to 10 scale model, mm-hmm. okay? And then fills those with with beef or some sort of beef substitute and then, you know, sprays them or whatever, uh, a ghoulish <laughs> color. And then, you know, as you leave the funeral, you're already handed your, you know, corpse sausage, your little sausage version of the dessert nice, yes, nice. that you can then fry and like a lamb, like and a lamb Kafka or whatever Kafka. Exactly, yeah. and you know this is good because uh, again, it's uh, it's just another way of processing things. We all process grief mm-hmm. in different ways, and some of us process it using the digestive system. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, it, it could be a cultural thing that is like you know it's 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 a it, it harks back to our days as cannibals. I'm sure every major human population has cannibalism somewhere in its yeah. I think its, I think it's, it's just past. I think it's just a how well you're doing kind of thing. Mm. Like I mean, it's like if yeah. you're doing if you're doing really poorly, then eventually you turn to it, and then if you like it, mm-hmm. then you keep it during the good times. Yeah, <laughs> but then also some people. Who are you know, like anything that's mostly a, a you know a lot of these cult food uh, cultural ideas come from you know poor people mm-hmm. who are forced to be creative, yeah. like by eating their loved ones, but then that gets commodified and turned into this kind of luxury experience via cultural appropriation, where the very very rich also love to be cannibals, yes. as we know from looking at Mark Zuckerberg, as and as we can assume as we could safely assume on the internet, that he eats corpses. Absolutely. And, uh, 
And and I, now what I'm trying to do is now democratize it again by turning it back into a more of a kind of a fast food type experience that can be um, appreciated in on a, on a mass scale. Indeed, you know, if if I want to be the McDonald's of cannibalism, is well, that's that? cool. Yeah, yeah, I think you can disrupt the cannibal the cannibalism market. Thank you. I mean, I feel like that you know, if somebody could do it, it's got to be it's got to be a startup that comes in and makes that somehow mm. it subverts oh. the cannibalism <laughs> laws. Hey, that that's what that would be the like that's because that's sort of what Uber did, right? Like they were like, well, this is illegal everywhere, but if we just start doing it, it'll be so convenient. Well, you, you know, you know what it is that they'll just change the. You laws. know what the idea is? It's basically. It's 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 a cannibalism startup that allows you to sell off little bits of meat off of your body while you're still alive. Mm, yes, of course, of course, because that's an asset. Yeah, that you have just sitting there. Yeah, you know? and, and and well, suddenly if you're going to tell people that they can't have uh, this this money that they need to live. Yep. Yep, that's your nest egg. It becomes, you know, and it becomes less hard to, you know, like more difficult to justify banning something like this when you're you're sick of stimulus. Like, you know, you're a government who's already racked up a lot of debt, and you don't want to mm. have to put any more stimulus into the economy. Absolutely. And you just want people God. to just have access to money that they didn't have access to before. And well, why not mm-hmm. be able to, mm-hmm. you know, sort of sell a, sell a calf steak? That's yep. a calf muscle, not, yep. not and, a small know, cow. And it'd be done, done by done by surgeons or whatever. You know, you can you can you can post up photos of different bits of your body, and they can be bitted off. Oh, of course. I mean, by, there'll be a really um, quick process that, like, somebody cannibals all over the world. Somebody will come in a in a van to your house, and then basically you will have already picked the body part, and they just have a a clamp that they put onto that body part. It slices <laughs> off, seals it up real quick, puts an artificial skin over it, and you know, numbs uh-huh. it. They they give you oh. they give you your you know uh, like a bag of you know it's like probably like just an inhaler that has like three weeks worth of mm-hmm. painkillers and yep and then you're fine and they're off it's, and then you've got your it's another thing that like has been the government the heavy handed police state has come down with and th- thought that they can yeah they can control this market with laws and with regulation mm-hmm. but really what it needs is the forces of capitalism just open it up and. And 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 the market will 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 solve this problem for you. You know, we don't ban it. We put a price on it, and we let you know. And then you can tax that, and you can have that. Yeah, absolutely, as a source. Exactly. And as long as people aren't getting high or you know doing whatever. Exactly, weird sex stuff with it, which I I don't think we. And people with less limbs are not out in the streets marching. Yeah. Great. Um, and think how cool they, how cool like having missing body parts will become. I mean, it's already pretty cool, but think about mm. how stylistically people can do it once it becomes, you know, much more common. And it's going to be like a it's going to be kind of like a badge of honor of like, hey man, I've lived. You mm-hmm. know, I'm like I have that street cred. Yeah, yeah, you know, and 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 you know, it's all very well to give up a pinky toe or yeah. something like that, but you know, if you drop a thumb. That's a real sort of oh, yeah. power move. And imagine walking down the street with a friend and being like, and seeing a guy limping along, and being and saying to your friend, "You go, mm. oh, 
I ate some of that guy the other day. He's so good. You got to try him. <laughs> Go see if he's got anything left. If he's got, I, you know, you got to eat that guy. Make an offer. Yeah. Make an offer. He's not um, cheap, though. He's not cheap. <laughs> Tell you what. He he knows what he's worth. Yeah. Do you think if you if you slice off a full ass cheek, you could get you uh, could get the yeah? I feel like this is one of your favorite topics of conversation. You think if you got a slice <laughs> off a full ass cheek, do you think you could get get it get it get one to grow back so that you could get another one, sell that one again? I don't I don't think so. I mean, I realize that if all the parts of the body that feel like they could grow back, yeah. the ass cheek does does definitely feel like you could get a pretty close one. I don't know. Does the ass cheek? Are there muscles in there? Do you need that? Yeah, yeah. That's how you. That, that's how you sort of. Um, you know, like you, you know, you lift up your ass. <laughs> yeah, and I think. Yeah. You know, you lift it sure. up, and you know how you butt scoot. I think butt scooting's all that. Boot scoot. Yeah. yeah, and clenching. Not boot, Probably not boot you need scoot. Clenching, butt right? scoot. Butt scoot. Sorry. I mean, it's also a booty scoot. Eh? A booty scoop. Booty scoop? No, not a booty scoop. <laughs> um, look, the booty scoop would be a sort of a sharpened uh, uh, melon baller for um for scooping uh, out uh, butt cheek. I don't know. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. No, I just wanted to... <laughs> two scoops of raisins but, but... in Kellogg's raisin bran. <laughs> That's what I thought of. Um, oh, all right. So we fantastic. have one, two, three, four, five, six ideas. I mean, you wouldn't consider them all ideas, but um, so I was thinking. <sighs> I'll take it, Alistair. I was thinking that maybe we should go to uh, three words from a, from a listener. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. I feel like, you know, there's been a lot of cannibalism in this episode. Yeah. And, it's an old, and I hope people are okay with it. It's an old it. favorite. Um, mm. I've got three words from old... Uh, old listener of the show. I don't know how old he is in age, but I know he's a listener who is aged with by who is aged by having listened to our show. And he says, "Here's are. three additional words to su- surprise Andy with: conceal, oh, yes. oh carry." Wait, I'm not even allowed to guess. Oh wait, you want to guess? <laughs> Concealed carry. Um, uh, whoever Carrie is from Sex in the City, Carrie, is it? She called Carrie. Yeah, Carrie Bradshaw, I think. Car- concealed Carrie Bradshaw, is that it? No, it's not. Oh. Concealed <laughs> Carrie Mortgage. Concealed Carrie Mortgage. Have we talked about this on the podcast before? Do you think we have? have we talked about this. Have I not? I don't know. Have we done this? I don't one? Know. Oh, and it's no, from it, Tyler it, Ferrer. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, thank you so much, Tyler. It is a joy to hear from you. Yeah. And uh, these are fantastic words. Concealed carry mortgage. I mean, you like to think that my mortgage, because it is such a a burden on me, takes so much life from me, that it could be, it would be beautiful if it could be weaponized in some way. You know, like I don't see why if I can get a gun that shoots bullets at people... I can't somehow, you know, and that takes away their life. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't I also get something that allows me to fire uh, debt, um, you know, weaponized debt yeah. at people? And um, 
and, I mean, you... and, and just inflict, you know, I'm, I'm sick of only being able to hurt myself with this and I'd love, I mean, to be able to share well, that with the world. I mean, just look at the word gauge, mm. like, a, like a, you know, like a 12 gauge and mort, mm. which is the French word for death. There it you go. It seems like you can <laughs> shoot death with it. It, uh, and what? Why is why is the word mort in there? Why is death in the mortgage thing? Well, that that's why I don't have one, it? Andy. I I don't know the answer to that question, hey? and so I don't. Uh, and I don't intend to know. Um, because you can steal from people, right? You can steal their money. Yeah. And you can give to people. Yeah, that's true. Right? You can give them money. Yeah. But can I give somebody my like debt? like a pickpocket, but who puts debt into your pocket? Who puts debt? Indeed, exactly. You know, I don't know. I don't quite know like the technicalities. Like a rogue banker. Hmm. Okay. Yes, a dark banker. Um, <laughs> the dark banker. <laughs> Or the night banker, and you know because <laughs> the night banker. <laughs> there are banks are open such limited hours. You know they close <laughs> at what like four o'clock or something. Yeah, and this is what happens at the bank overnight. The night the night bankers come in, and they you know if you go along to a night bank, that's where they just deal with debt, and you can I don't know I don't know. <laughs> I think I don't know how to. I think that he's like a villain. That he's like a villain idea. who, who can, instead of going and robbing a bank, he can just give you debt. He can give you, and then he get he gets mm. your money because you have to pay this debt. Yeah, well, well, him getting to pay your money is is uh, him him getting your money. I, I'm not. I'm less interested in that because that just sounds too much like straight debt, uh, straight theft. But I am very interested in you getting his debt, and yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think. Well, what about this? You know, you 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 go you go log into your bank account one day, and you've got all this debt. Okay. Yeah. You see that you're in heaps negative negative territory and you didn't have an overdraft or a credit card or anything and you contact the bank and you say what's happened you know what's happened and they say well um you know uh this i don't know what to say you know the the this debt's just there it's it you know it's it's like if your money's just gone the debt's just there and we can't we can't we can't do anything about it you um you're like well this isn't my debt we say well you know i have heard about um uh night bankers uh, this is a this is a thing, but there's no way for us to prove it. So it's just your debt now, and you just have to pay it off. And then you just have this thing forever. And then you have to kill him. You have to kill him. That's the only way. Is that a sketch? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something there. I think there's something there. Yeah, something. there's something there. It's it's, it's so conceptually. I mean, um, I mean, Andy, with a name tricky. like the Night Banker, it's it's mm. so good that there's bound to be something within it. Mm. Oh, sure. So much so that I've written it down, and it's probably going to be the title of the episode. Um, could you, like, uh, I, I, I'm interested in people who break into a bank at night, but not to uh, steal money, yeah. but just to operate the bank? 
You sure. Know? They uh, and then maybe imp- implement then, you know, new uh, new uh, sort of processes that allow it to work more efficiently. More efficiently, sure. And that you know, other people who want to break in can all make deposits and that sort of thing um, to these masked men uh, running the tills, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, they refill well, they, those little rectangles of paper, the deposit slips. They're giving um, to the time poor, those who can't get there during business hours. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Like it's because, well, because, you know, you think of uh, things like Pretty Boy Floyd uh, and uh, Jesse James and these are the bandits who stole from the rich and gave to the poor. But sometimes more than money, what you need is time. Yeah. And, you know, if you can't get to the bank in time, well, what about somebody who will just break in and just run the thing for a couple of hours at night so that you can get in there and get your stuff done? Absolutely. Uh, oh. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, in, in many ways you're giving, you know, a greater gift, um, the convenience. Uh, and Absolutely. Um, and, and if that person could also on occasional on occasion be the night post office worker that would be great too <laughs> and what is this this is a this is a this is an entire it's a modern day um, robin hood yeah i mean are they do they also steal a little bit for themselves just to cover wages or no <laughs> he he <clears throat> cut, he took they, he they, took 17.89 but only the equivalent <laughs> took seventeen. He stole, but only the equivalent of a minimum wage, a casual wage, working the hours yeah. that he was there. <laughs> he took seventeen eighty nine an hour plus lunch breaks. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't give himself holiday pay. So yeah. Oh, so he's actually underpaid himself because he he didn't do <laughs> casual loading. Oh no. And, he, and technically, because he broke in on a Saturday night that rolled over to Sunday, that should have been um, uh, penalty rates. That's how that's how he gave. So we'd like to find this man and um, get give him what he's owed. <laughs> give it, give him what's coming to him, which is uh, an extra three dollars uh, an hour, twelve dollars thirty-five. <laughs> Andy, I think it's good. It's the night yeah, banker. Yeah, got I think it's something. Yeah. The night banker. I'll take us through. Night banker. I'll take us through these sketch ideas. Oh God, Alistair, I'm so thrilled. All right, we got the funeral for the guy's dog chewed <laughs> penis. <laughs> it turns out that he's just doing it to find out what people really think about his penis. It's actually his penis. Correct. Yeah, it wasn't actually bitten off, and the dog was in on it the whole time. The dog just mouthed it. Mm-hmm. Just pressed down <laughs> on it with his lips. <laughs> There's just this. I think. I think the fact that there's just a sketch about how you teach a horse dressage. I think you know a funny misinterpretation of how that would actually happen because it seems impossible. Right. And then we've got inflatable jockey, which is for either dressage or f- so that Andy has more fun horse racing. I want to have more fun. That's right. And I want you to have fun. Then we've got sausage animals. This is because balloons are actually really bad for. Oceans and 
garbage mm. and things like that. But you know what's not bad for oceans and animals is... Greasy Tim the Sausage Clown. That's right. The, the thing that isn't bad for seabirds and stuff is intestines <laughs> that you fill with sausage meat and make sausage animals out of. It's so great. Kids right. running around, grease on their faces. They've got these weird sausage <laughs> meat hats. It's a good idea. <laughs> then we've got... Good idea. A little meat model of the deceased. Oh, that's nice, mm-hmm. you know? Then we got... Whoopsie-daisies, down he goes. Whoopsie-daisy, down he goes. And then we got startup that brings in cannibalism, makes it okay. And... Mm. Uh, and then we got the night banker. We should look into this. I think I reckon we could get some Series A funding. Absolutely. I would do that. Oh, is that can you get that from the like the government and stuff? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think that they're, they're pushing this kind of innovation stuff. They're trying to remove a bit of regulation and um Fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah, the the the, the coalition would be all over this shit. Oh yeah. They'd love it. Oh, absolutely. I love it. All right, Andy. We did it. Thank you so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank. God, we appreciate it. You should um, also check out Magma. The link is in the description down below. You can head along to SOS Presents and watch uh, almost exactly an hour of Alastair and I uh, being our engineering characters, Jerry and Martin, and uh, d- creating an entirely new society. That's right. And uh, I reckon it's all right. You can also, I reckon it's all right. You can also so. find us on Twitter at 2 and Tank, and I'm at Alistair TV. And I am at, at Stupid Old Andy. You can also find us on Instagram. You can also review us if you want, and you can also support us on Patreon if you want, both at 2 and Tank, I think. Anyway. Or if you don't want. Do it if you don't want. And oh, we we love, love you. you. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> we used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 